I absolutely loved chatting to my friend Sharon Garcia. As you'll see in the talk, she's just incredibly articulate and clever. And what she's done for her business has been extraordinary. And that is why she's on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed as much as I enjoyed recording it. So I'm here with Sharon. It's um, really nice to have her. Sharon Garcia. Hello. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. I, I feel like we're on Mr. Gibraltar. Good evening, Peter. <laughs> it's really nice that you've come around. We're both at home today um, because I have done other people in their houses. But it's really nice that you've um, popped in here. And um, we're just going to have a chat with Sharon because I admire Sharon for many reasons. And I wanted you all to hear about it. Uh, we've been friends for years. Well, since school, since we started Westside, uh, we're the same age, more or less. And um, I always thought she was quite a quirky, intelligent and cool character. And uh, in school, in fact, Sharon, if we if we can remember that far back, <laughs> I even voted for you. We had like, um, I don't know what it was, uh, where we had to vote for you. Do you remember what it was? Yes, yes. We were voting for Head Girl, weren't we, at the time? It was at the beginning of when we, yeah, it was we like, wanted to introduce like uh, heads or something like that. 1982, yes. I think, yes. is when we went to Westside for yeah. the first time. It was yes. the new school. We, yeah. we, our year inaugurated the new school in Queensway. And I remember voting and there were loads of people that I knew better than you. Yes. But I, for some reason, I voted for you and I told wow. you. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. I remember feeling very honoured because, I mean, you, uh, we made a lot of friends which were from different schools. Yeah, that's and, right. And um, I don't know how we made this connection. Tu era del pich. But, you know, yeah. I had a similar thing with Yalta. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I think I was so excited to meet other people. Right. Yeah. Because I'm a, a really a people person. And I think that that was it from the little bubble of Loretta Convent yeah. with the same little group that I'd been with suddenly in this massive school with all these different girls. Yeah. I, it was like a, a wonderful for me to, to really... Um, meet other people and, and find out about other people. And in fact, I, I made so many friends and I'm friends with most, well, most of them, not most of them, but a lot of them now. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, I think it, I mean, it was wonderful in those days that we could all come together. We're all different backgrounds and finding out different, and different things about uh, and, different and different religions. You yes, know, I've, I'm friends yes, with Anita yes, and with yes, Sarah and yeah, lots, so many Jewish yeah. girls. That now that that's not... That's gone now, isn't it? They've that's got gone, their own yeah. high school and yes, I think they're more... Yeah. So, yeah, we mixed with lots of people, as I said, lots of uh, La del Pich and uh, see the Loretto and all that. And probably we had a lot of misconceptions about um, the girls that used to come from St. Joseph's and the girls from St. Anne's and the girls from Loretto and all that. So it was nice to be put in these classes that we were given an opportunity to mix, you know, to meet other people from other walks of life. And probably from that stage is when you start realizing um, either class or not, you know, and then you start connecting with people. and I do remember you really, really well, um, being very bubbly, being very friendly. And you were sort of, you were different. You were always very different. You know, you know? I think my parents were much older than normal parents. And um, my dad was 50 when I was born. Right. And right. I was an only child mm. and quite protected by my mum and dad. Yeah. So I think it was like a bit of... Wow, this is like the big white, it was the beginning of my uh, my big wide world experience, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I, what I do remember about you is that you were very extrovert. 
And um, I knew other, other girls who were only child. And I always used to feel that children which were an only child were always more extroverted, maybe because their parents made to. them feel yeah. <laughs> that they were the center of their world. You know, they didn't share out the, um, like I was from a family of five, you know, so everything had to be shared out. Um, that must have been fun. Sharon, take me back to your, to your childhood with your mom and dad. Right, and, yeah. And you were one of five, but you one were the, five, the second yeah. from the bottom, were you? Yes, second from the bottom. So, yeah, um, I, I've always loved having mm. a big family. I love having um, a few siblings. Um, and actually, one thing I remember about you being an only child was, not that I felt sorry for you, that sounds awful, but, like, I, I always felt like, oh, it's a little bit sad that you don't have siblings because I've always loved the idea of having siblings. Um I don't know why, it's just maybe because you're sharing, it's the, the only people in in your life that you share growing up, similar experiences, same parents, and you can talk about your parents. And, and I love that to this day. Um, so I, I always felt that people who were an only child like you yeah. well, had to create their own, own bubble, their own, bubble, their own world. Their own world. And yeah, they always had like... a lot more friends. I mean, a lot. I have had a lot of friends which were only child yeah. who had a lot of friends. Well, that's because, you, yeah. I mean, my parents, we used to invite friends around yes. so that I wouldn't be on my own because being one of many siblings, yeah. you always have people in the house to yes, play with. that's true. I was that's always true. up to my own mischief and yeah. playing with my stuff myself, that's you know, my right, world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless I invited friends around yeah. and stuff like that. You had to make your yes, own fun. Your own fun and your own little family, I guess. I mean, one thing that you get from older siblings, I'm, I'm, I'm the fourth, is that I had the influence of my older, my, my eldest sister, there's a 12 year gap. So she was already 12 when I was born and my brother was nine. My other sister was five. And you get to hear lots of tastes of music, yes. uh, different types of friends. Um, when my older sister started going out with her current husband, I think I was three. So I already had a brother-in-law <laughs> at the age of three, so uh, who I consider a brother. Um, and they're still together. Yeah, and they're still together to this day. Oh yeah, gosh. they were childhood sweethearts and they're still together. Sharon, we were talking about um, school. You were you did really well. I mean, you you were very bright. You did well, mm -hmm. I remember. But then you you chose not to go to study. Yeah. Uh, so what, how was that? Um, well, I, I always liked the idea of um, having a business. Um, this, this goes back a long, long time. And I think it's very important that we do what we actually want to do and not necessarily go down one route. Um, I always remember with my own girls that they weren't sure what they wanted to do. And... Um, I think it's important that kids just follow their own path. I mean, maybe university at 18 is not it's perfect not for them, for them yeah. you know, and maybe it's because they still don't know what they want to do and maybe they just need to do it. I mean, how many people decide to go in their 40s or whenever? So, I mean, I think it's important that people just do whatever they want to do. I mean, one size does not fit all. Um, it's a good thing that now kids are seeing things in a very different way. Um, and I felt that sort of, I don't like to say my talent because it sounds a little bit arrogant, but what I wanted to do, um, the idea of running a business, um, wasn't something, I just was eager to sort of work, start working. And uh, you were always good at baking. I mean, it's something that you mm -hmm. loved, you had yes. a passion for it. Yeah, I, I did. I mean, I, I've, I've been, I had been doing it from a very early age. I mean, my family were always bakers. Who, who uh, were the bakers? On what uh, side? My Your bakers mom's? on my mum's side. Well, my, my grandfather used to have a, a baker shop, a confectionery, 
Um, and then the family, I mean, my my aunts, my mum, everybody was always, everybody knew how to bake in that family. Um, so for me, it was like a, a very natural thing to do. Um, so I loved that. But what I really loved was the business aspect of it all. Um, I you learned, could see, you could imagine yourself like running, well, just like... Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think a lot of things like sort of when you have ambition, it's not necessarily precisely I want to own a bakery or something like that. Sometimes it's more about like sort of what kind of life would you like to, to lead? Do you want to get up every day and sort of the drudgery of a nine to five or and just looking forward to weekends, holidays or whatever? You want to... I think the aspiration is always about sort of leading a life that you're happy to get up every morning and do something that you love. I mean, it's probably a little bit cliche, but really, ultimately, that's is, what we want to yeah, do. Sure. We want to do something we love and we want to be able to be independent, uh, go on holiday whenever we want, <laughs> COVID permitting nowadays. Um, and a lot of the idea of, of a business was the free spirit nature of it as well. Um, and that's what I love about it, because, I mean, I, I do love baking, but it's been a vehicle to give me the lifestyle that you want, that I want yeah. more than anything else. Um, I have a lot of ideas and there's a lot of things that I want to put into place. There's a lot of things. I mean, I love the idea that I'm expanding and getting the, the place that my business is getting bigger and bigger. And there's no end to the amount of ideas I have. But within all of that, the ambition is also the lifestyle, the, the freedom, the freedom to come and go as I please and the freedom to lead the life that I'd love to, that I will, I am, I want to look forward to getting up every day. And, and when you start, I mean, take me back to the very beginning. How, how did you get the, I, I remember those days. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you well, told you me. Well, well, you were there at a very crucial part in my life. I'd lost my father. I'd, I'd lived in England for 11 years. I came back to Jib because I knew my father was terminally ill. Mm -hmm. And my father passed away. And you were one of the people who were here because a lot of my friends were away. But you were one of my friends who stuck by me and really supported me during that very sad period in my yes, life. Yes, I reached a point where I was very low and um, I'd put on a lot of weight. And story of our lives, this business of putting on and losing weight, yes. another thing we have in common. Yeah. And and you said, come on, you've got to get yourself going. We've got to get walking. And we started walking every yes. day. Yeah. And I've always lived in Main Street and you've always lived around the corner. Uh, yes. So you turn up at my house, ring the bell and off we'd go. We'd yeah, spend an hour power or two talking. hours power talking. And we talked and we, we talked, talked and we talked. And I yes. managed to lose quite a lot of weight. Um, I don't know if you did too. I suppose you did. Probably. I probably did. And then put but, it on again and it was just yeah. it was just you I remember talking about the business you were going to have I remember talking about how you were doing cakes already for people from mm -hmm. your house yes in your little kitchen in yeah. your house um and that you know you were so excited by the equipment <laughs> yes I know that was the thing I like I mean most women when, bought a uh, everybody likes it <laughs> I bought a massive mixer you said to me one day I've spent like 500 quid or more on a mixer and I was like flabbergasted what you how she said oh it's but it's amazing and you were telling me with such enthusiasm I thought my goodness um and look at you now I know that, I know <laughs> you've got yeah, industrial yeah. mixers mixer, now yeah, that mixer now is, is tiny it's dwarf next yeah. to the the mixer that I have now so I how, know how did yeah. it, how did you get the business this is what yeah. I want to yeah. know well, how the thing you is started that I, I did start many many years ago and then I left it 
and then I I started working the nine to five because uh, you were you were doing it from yeah. home and then yes and I started doing it from home again I think that that sort of the start of Facebook and uh, all the social media really got me going because I thought this was a way I mean if you go back to when I started initially the early 90s the only way that I could advertise was either word of mouth or I'd actually put a an advert in the Chronicle which did, sounds quite funny now did you really yeah, yeah I put adverts in the Chronicle and it was quite funny I still got them. That's and um, that's quite cute what now it, when you think about what I did don't it say. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. I just had a phone number from home and, you know, that's homemade cool. cakes or, or whatever. Because not many people were doing it in those days. Like not that homemade. Many, I mean, yeah, I mean, people did do it. I mean, yeah. it, uh, it was something that people did. Um, I was quite young at the time when I started. And I remember when people used to come home to pick them up and they'd say, Is your mother in? You know, I was 18, 19, your mother in? Yes, why? He said, I've come to pick up a cake. No, I've made the cake. And they'd be a little bit scared, like this 18 year old has made my cake obviously when they'd um call me for for the cake it was someone on the end of the phone they didn't realize that it was this young girl doing it for them so and it started off with dial a cake i started the concept with dial a cake where i used to make the cakes and i used to deliver them so that was a relatively new concept nowadays delivery is just a a norm you know and all that but that was a relatively new concept you could only get pizza at the time delivered um so i decided that well why not extend it to cake but it got so busy um that i actually had to drop the delivery aspect um, and I was became popular enough to to be able to just do it, and people would collect it. If I could deliver, I would. Um, and, and also, yeah. you had two young daughters. That was in the yeah, yeah, of all yeah this. That so, was later. Yeah, that was later. That that then the children came, and that's when I started working. Um, I left it all. I decided you left to leave it all it to bring up your yeah, your girls, the girls, and just that's when I had a regular job, um, which was very interesting because that job gave me a lot of experience as well in the finance world and in other aspects as well, which has helped me when I started my business part two, which is when I started nine years ago. You okay? Nine years ago? Nine years ago, yeah. Nine years ago, yeah. Um, And then where I was working, MOD were offering voluntary redundancies and I took it. And I used that lump sum to start off to my, buy yourself another, to buy mixer. Mixer, another bigger mixer yeah. <laughs> you went up well, in the yeah, mixer yeah, world went Ooh. up in the mixer world absolutely yeah and now I, I look back and I look at what I've but I mean now I mean it's 12 employees that I have now I never thought I'd get to that um, I'm not baking anymore I'm there I'm supervising I'm creating the flavors are many of them are mine the new creations they're, they're all um, I'm still very active in yeah. that way you know in 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 running the business. Hi, it's Hexal Garda from Fitness TMB. We work with men and women over 40 to get fit, lose fat, get energized and develop a powerful mindset. You can accomplish this by implementing significant changes in your habits and routines, such as optimizing nutrition and mastering your sleep. I have created for the over 40s the RRE method, recondition, recharge and energize. It's a 13-week program that will enable you to find gratification in your fitness journey, as well as positively shifting your mindset and well-being. You can get in touch at heck at fitnesstmb.com or visit fitnesstmb.com. Sharon Garcia coming up next, talking about her cupcakes, her fantastic mixers and her bougie new bakery that's opening very, very soon.
Sharon, I remember coming to your house one day because I think I'd probably ordered cupcakes or something and I got to your kitchen. There were cupcakes all over the place and then they were all the same size and shape and you used to weigh yeah. the amount of mixture yeah. you put in each. This yeah. is the first time I even knew about this. Yeah, I know it sounds a little bit uh, too but much you... at the time, but it was very important that they were all the same. Of you know, course. a lot of things are are measured. And now we have a, a dozer that does it for us, you know, um, a, dozer. A, dozer, a dozer. Yeah. And it, I remember your, yeah. fir your first premises, which was I think you still have it now, yeah, still although it, you yeah. are going to be moving. Yes. We're going to talk about yeah. that now. Um, where you had a, a little um, a little weighing scale. And I remember we did a TV program together. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was part of my Get Crafty series mm -hmm. and you were yeah. the first, yes, the first yes, guest yeah. that I had. Yeah. Um, and you invited me to your bakery and yeah. we made cupcakes. And we made cupcakes, yeah. And do you know what? My cupcakes are amazing. And do you know why? Because you told me one thing which I've got stuck in my head. You have to make them with love. This mm. is what you told me. <laughs> yeah. And all the ingredients need to be at room temperature. Yes, that's, that's the true. other thing yeah, you told me. Yeah, that's the other me. thing. And, you've, and you, taught me, you. you taught me how to make cupcakes. All right, that's good. Um, <laughs> we went through the whole thing. And actually, I make really good cakes. Oh, thank you. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna put you out of business or anything, but yeah. I, 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 I always tell people yeah. when, because I've got a really good carrot cake that I make, mm -hmm. and people ask me, oh, it's delicious. I said, well, you know, Sharon taught me how to bake. <laughs> wow. And I do, I give you all the credit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you, do, you do it with love, Sharon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Re, you know, I mean, I think you have to be a passionate about yes. anything that you do. Yes. And when I say to do something with love is because you're doing it because you love doing it. I mean, the moment you do something either angrily or in a tempo or whatever, or in a rush or, in a rush or anything, I mean, you're, you're bound to make a mistake when you make something, when you anything that you do with love. It comes out much better. Of course, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, because naturally your frame of mind is going to be in the right place. Yeah. And for doing anything which is either specific, either baking or cooking or anything that you do, if you're doing it with love, you are always doing it in the in the right, right frame of mind. Absolutely. So you started yeah. with your little bakery in Crutcher's Ramp. Mm -hmm. um, no, not in Crutcher's Ramp, in Cr Turnbull's Lane. Yes. Crutcher's Ramp was your house. Was my house. Then, then went to Turnbull's Lane. Lane. Then moved to then, Engineer Lane. And are you baking from Engineer Lane? We're baking Lane? from both places. Yes, we're baking from both places. And now we are moving oh, that, to the bigger, bigger premises. So that's what I want to know. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody listening will want to know. And maybe by the time this comes out, it'll be... Up and, up, up, up and running. Up and running. Let's see. Tell me the concept. Um, Are you allowed right. to say or not too much? Um, no, it's um, we're calling it a boutique bakery. Um, giving it a little slightly. I mean, don't want to give too much away. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's like there's a lot of things that are popping up which are the same. But I think nowadays. Um, people have a very short attention span with things and people get bored very easily. And you have to be constantly changing and innovating. And that's what I found with my business. I have found that I've had to sort of change, chop, innovate, keep some things the same because people like to have something that they know. Yes. Um, because there's, we always need familiarity in our lives. So familiarity must stay. So I have maybe the original cupcakes, the Banoffee cupcakes, which I made for you for the very first time were the Banoffee cupcakes and they were for you, for your birthday, I believe. Yeah. Um, those are still a firm favourite, but I'm also making new things all the time. So this new place, which is providing, we have a, a massive kitchen. Very big? It is quite big. It is quite big. Um, consolidating so everything into ah, one. So you're keeping, yeah. you're just going to one place? I'm just going to one place. So I'm having wow. all the bakers in one place. So they're all going to be working together. 
even bigger mixer. <laughs> wow. We're upgrading the... even more, uh, more ovens, more mixers, and the actual shop front and seating area, which is a, an added bonus. Oh, so we to can all have that tea, so you can actually down. have tea and all that. Mm. But there are going to be differences. Um, many people come to, oh, I'm, I can't wait to to do, have this in the cafe or whatever. It It's not going to be your standard kind How of thing. Exciting. So because so I, do you, there's nothing in jib like it right now? Not at the moment. No, not at the moment. Not your I mean, concept no, that you have. I mean, have. that's the thing that everything that I've ever done has always been because I don't want to do the same as everybody else. I mean, I've had many people, oh, why don't you do things that other bakeries do the no, or you whatever, you know? And I said, well, if they want una miloha, go and get it somewhere else, you know? Um, I'm not about that. I'm about other things. Hmm. And to be honest, we have tried other things and people come and buy our cupcakes and our cakes. And Are you going you know, to be diverse? Uh, doing we will different? be introducing more things, but we have been introducing a lot of things lately as well. I mean, we've added donuts to our menu, which are extremely popular. Already? Uh, already. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? See, yeah, and those are immensely popular. And um, we are adding more things. So you will be seeing new things as well. I'm very excited because so, it's right so on my I, way to the car park. Yeah, But I know. <laughs> more hard work for you. How is that going to affect you? Are you going to be at the bakery yourself? Well, I think maybe initially for a while I'll probably be working very hard. Well, I've always worked very hard. Yeah, I've have. always been a bit of a workaholic. A workaholic. Do you have um, a fantastic team behind you? I have a fantastic team behind me, but it's it's not always easy. I think whenever they're all very similar to me. They're all passionate about their work. And whenever I've interviewed them, I've had to see that passion coming through. If you're not passionate, again, the, if you don't love what you do, um, it translates and it comes through. And they all love what they do. Um, many of them have told me that they feel that they're not going to work, that they really enjoy it so much that they forget they're at work. And that for me is a beautiful thing yes, to think is. that you have employees that well, feel happy. Yeah, 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 that they're yeah, happy yeah. and they and, need and to it, be happy. And it comes out, it comes yes, out. Yes. I just am always in awe of the window display. <laughs> yes. Because it's yes. not it's not real, no, is it? No, edible? it's not real. No, it's not edible. Um because we can't have edible. I mean sometimes it, it sits off. there a couple of months yeah. and uh It, it, we couldn't have uh, a cake there sitting for a couple of months. We have had some people worried that it's real cake and it's going to go moldy or whatever. But no, um, we can't do that. No shop display, cake display is is it's not just it's me. Real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and yes, we have a lot of attention on on our little window because it's yeah. quite small, but yeah. it's very quirky yeah. and it's very. What I find is that. Um, It's very original that who, yeah. whoever may, I mean, I don't know if it's you who We makes come all together the, all the, and, and talk the sugar, about it. The yeah, sugar, yeah, yeah. Pay, what's it, sugar paste? Yes, sugar the fondant, fondant icing and all the things that we do. Yeah, I mean, we, we come together. I mean, we have realized it's a bit of a focal point. We didn't realize at first, but when we started seeing that people were taking photographs, putting them on Instagram, we thought, wow, this is a thing, you know? Mm. Um, so it's almost evolved from the people liking, our customers liking it and commenting on it. And then we've grown from there. Yeah, so it is. Uh, it is. They are very cute normally. They are. And and tell me something else. How do you cope with all your work and your gorgeous grandchildren? <laughs> How do I cope? Well, um, being a young grandmother. Yes, you being are. a young you grandmother. Are. I don't know if I'm How a young grandmother. Old? How old is Robin? Robin is five. Gosh. And Jerry's two and a half. Yeah. Um, They're very I, cute. See, they are very cute. And the new love of my life. Um Uh, that's the thing. Going back to what I was saying, the freedom of I don't have to be anywhere at a certain time. 
Yes, I do have constraints, of course. I mean, sometimes the business ties you in a way that maybe a conventional job does not, but it also gives you a lot of freedom and it's given me the freedom to be able to spend more time with them. Um, and that that is a thing that, I mean, part of um, the love of a business is the lifestyle. That is the goal, isn't it? It's always the goal to be able to lead a life Absolutely. that makes you happy. It's what you yeah. wanted. So yeah. more or less, you've achieved your goal and you're just going yeah. up and up and up, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, keeping it there. I have to keep it there. Yeah, that is yeah. that can be quite tricky, I'm sure. Yes, um, that probably is the biggest challenge. I mean, it's like something like um, when you're losing weight, you're actually doing something. And then when you have to maintain the weight, that's the hard really, part. That is the hardest. <coughs> but it's quite, quite easy to lose, well, easy-ish yeah. to lose. Yeah, many people do say like, uh, oh, you're there now. You're a success. Um, you never one, finish. No, you You'll never, never finish. Stop. And I always say the same thing. Um, it's not a destination. It's a journey. Um, the day I finish is the day I close my doors, you know, the day that that business ends. But you constantly have to change. I mean, it's I don't think gone are the day where you can set up a business, establish yourself and you're there. And stop. You know, that, that, that's yeah, not that, it. Yeah. You know, you have to keep on moving. Um, your customers are, I mean, my average customer is maybe young mothers or whatever. But my, my next generation of customers will be wanting something else. Do you think we're a, na a nation of cake obsessed people? We are obsessed with sugar we're just hooked on sugar generally or just in jib because i just find that people in gibraltar uh just can't adore cakes yeah they do i mean more than other countries do you reckon well i don't know i mean i i know that a lot of people make cakes there's a lot of people there's a lot there. of people making there's a lot cakes. of people making cakes from home like i started um we have got a few bakeries uh, as well yeah. And yet we are never short of work. Um, I remember you telling me about the pandemic. So yeah. we've talked with other guests yeah. about the pandemic and how um, they survived and all, the, yeah. all that. I remember you telling me it was your busiest time. I know, it was incredible. That you were working yourself. I was working. It was We had a few people who were unable to come into work. Um, so I was very short-staffed initially, um, which meant that I had to start rolling my sleeves again. I didn't find it hard because you just sort of get into gear. Um, and we were extremely busy, extremely busy. I didn't have a moment to breathe. And for us, it was massive growth from there. Um, so from all the people who enjoyed your cupcakes, I'm going to say thank you to you for <laughs> yeah. keeping everybody for keeping sweet. Sweet. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. And, and I mean, it's so that's important the thing. though. It's so yeah. comforting, you know, going to your shop, as a, as, a, as a punter, yeah. I come into your shop, I choose my favourite, the Ferrero yeah. Rocher. Yeah, the Ferrero, yeah. I love yeah. that one. And you just crunch your mouth into it. Yeah. And that and feeling, it just takes you I back. Think, your, yeah. your your bakes take you back to like childhood, to like the cakes Monty Helen used to make, which were amazing. That that taste of yeah. childhood. Yeah. Do I mean, that's tell you that? Well, that's the thing. We've maintained our homemade uh, recipes. We We continue to do it. And um, sometimes like when we are compared, let's let's I mean, it's something I don't like talking about when they might say to, well, you're a little bit you're more expensive than the normal. And I said, yes, but we're not a commercial bakery, even though we are commercial in size, but we still are doing everything from by scratch yeah. and by hand. Yeah. And that costs. Hmm. I mean, we're talking about more labor. Uh, the ingredients, we, I continue to use the best ingredients and Obviously, if I if that is my ethos, because I want to maintain that homemade taste, that taste from childhood, all the things that evoke when you're eating something, then I have to use the best ingredients and ingredients that that evoke that. Yeah. And that's very important. 
Um, so you maintain, you maintain <coughs> your, your... Yes, I do maintain all of that. And, and I think what happened with the pandemic, and I think that what happens even in a society when, think, when they're taking away your holidays and all the feel good, the last thing that goes is the eating, the food, because that's one thing that you can achieve the feel good factor, the happiness mm -hmm. in a cheaper way, isn't it? And... No, Obviously, I, people were miserable. People were miserable. Yeah. People were stuck at home. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people did baking. Yes, but they did. Nothing they compares did. to your, yeah, to your and, uh, cupcakes. Oh, so I think, I think that's what happened. And, you know, good for you. Yeah, really. yeah. It, and good for you. Yeah, it's one I'm of the glad. business. I'm, I'm really grateful that, that we did not suffer in, in that way, that far from it. And obviously from that, many people then continued because what happened was that people were gifting each other um, cupcakes and, and cakes yeah, they... and celebrating like from home Zoom parties and that trend continued. So yeah. we started the gifting idea. So that has really, like, that really took off. And that's yeah. still happening And now. that carries that's on. That's carried so on. That, that never stopped the pandemic. Yeah. Um, obviously things are better now, but the gifting aspect carried on. Well, good for you. We're going to change it around a little bit now, but thank you for sharing um all that with us. I wanted to ask you two questions, Sharon, that I've asked everybody else because mm -hmm. we're coming to the end of the chat now. Okay. It's gone flying by. Yes. I could spend all night here talking to you. One thing I want to ask you is um, if you had a tune that you could say has carried you, with you, has been with you throughout your life. Right. One tune. I mean, lots of people have said different things that they can't just put it down to one, that lots of other. But yeah. is there any, any song that will, you know, put you in a happy place? It's been with you there Ooh, throughout that your is life. Really hard. Yeah, it is. That is really hard. You said you were going to ask a hard question. <laughs> the next That's one really might be harder. Hard. The next one might be harder. So, so do you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, I do love music. I love music. I absolutely love music. And I used to um, sing and dance in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> when I had my own kitchen. I don't do it anymore, obviously. Um, so I do love music. I cannot think of anything in particular. particular. So I'm not going okay. to answer okay. that question because I go through phases. I love all sorts of music. I love everything. And I'm Disco, very emotional. Maybe? I don't know. You're I'm a 80s very 80s like music. Me. Yeah, 80s music is always gets me going. Mm. Um, I'm very emotional. Um, I love love songs. <laughs> oh. So oh, like Careless um, Whisper. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. George Michael. Um, do you really so, yeah. love love songs? I do. I'm a lover of love. You're a lover. You're a lover of love. You I really do. are. I was going to say, you yeah. know how I've started all my talks with everyone. Yeah. I'd say you're a mother and you're a daughter and I haven't done it to you. So I'm going yes. to do it now. Yeah. And one thing I'm going to mention is that, that you're a lover. You're a mother. You're a wife. Mm -hmm. You're a sister. You're a daughter. You're an auntie. And you're a lover of love. Yeah, I'm a lover of love. I don't know. I've always... Uh, <laughs> That's good. Love, it's love. good to be a lover of love. Yeah. Um, and the last question. This is quite hard. Okay. Well, maybe not for you. I don't know. I'll brace myself. Describe me in three words. Energetic. Yeah, I like Outgoing. That mm. And charismatic. Oh, oh, that's good. Are you okay. happy with that? I'm, I'm very happy yeah, yeah. with that. I didn't say to make you happy. I said it because I believe in it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Sharon, it's yeah. been really nice to it's chat with you. Thank you. I feel honoured to no, have been asked. It's an honour to have you here. Yeah, honestly, I could go. We could go on for hours. Well, we could another yeah, time. Yeah, another time, maybe. But this time we'll yeah. leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> Ciao.
You've been listening to On the Sofa with Rouge, a series of talks where I talk to friends and family about all the interesting things they've been getting up to. A massive shout out to Charlie Hurst, my sound engineer, who's done an incredible job of putting this podcast together. His website is soundunit.co.uk, should you want to get in touch with him. And also a massive shout out to Beatrice Garcia, who's a very accomplished artist and who's beautifully designed the logo for this uh, icon for this podcast. And her website is Beatrice garcia.com thanks a lot for listening please get in touch rougejib at gmail.com if you want to let me know uh, what you thought of my podcast and how i could improve and please 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 tune in because more podcasts are being dropped all the time